Want to hear something funny? I was going to podcast about something else. That's not the funny thing. But I just realized something. Mm. Mm. I had been. That's my toddler. For those that are new here. Those that are not. Those that can hear it. I'm in agreement. Yesterday, I kept diapers on the baby. Not all day. But more of the day than I usually do. And more specifically, I kept diapers on the baby while he was playing on, in our bedroom. And I did this because I'm changing. We have a mattress pad that like catches everything and is washable. But we're changing sheets every day. And I know not every single thing washes out all the way. I know there's still kind of a always going to be a residue. However, in like 1992... I think I just said 1992 because it rhymed with residue. I don't think that was the year. I don't know when it was. It definitely was not 1992 because I was nine. (laughs) But uh, when I was in my 20s at some point, I think before I had Atticus, but I was my oldest son, but I was dating his dad. I saw this document. No, that was a different document. Hmm. I don't know when it was, and it doesn't really fucking matter, because nobody here cares, but it was around a while ago, I saw a little 2020 kind of documentary thing on um, orgasmic birth, and then I saw a second one on a woman that, um, like, basically bathed and drank her own pee to keep her cancer at bay, so she had had cancer, got diagnosed, and then... Um, read somewhere about somebody else doing this where you consume your own urine and there was specifics around it. She consumed other things as well, but she like drank it out of a cup and she would go, she would go and put it in her eyes at night, I think she said. And there was like different stages of the urine, obviously. Very connected to the whole urine thing. But what I noticed is that it didn't make her sick or kill her. And I think the key was that it was her own, you know? And it wasn't stagnant. She didn't have pools of it or something. But she was bathing in it. She'd wash her face with it and stuff. And I'd heard about Madonna doing that, like, years ago. But I don't know if that was a rumor thing or if that was actually a true thing she did. If that was, like, her her goop. Goop is Gwyneth Paltrow's magazine and company product line product recommendations if you watch park and rec they have bluish and it's kind of like a play on goop but those two documentaries changed my life and changed how i looked at everything and they were both like just little 2020 snippets and they're not the only ones that have obviously but um for our baby diaper wearing discussion i think that they're uh, the most relevant Because the orgasmic birth documentary changed the way I saw sensation. It taught me um, that feeling sensation had channels. You didn't have to identify such sensations that other people called bad as bad sensations. You could channel them as a good thing. You know, find that neuropathway, that middle way, if you will, that... or way not middle way and make it whole on orgasmic apparently i did not have an orgasmic birth i had a 
quite human, holy shit, what was I thinking, birth. Because it was so fast. If it was longer, I don't know if it, that would have been better. But uh, my last child was born and like, it was my husband, I think he looked at it, the times and it was an hour and 45 minutes from the time he woke up to the time he was holding his new baby <laughs> in his bedroom. He barely had to leave the room. We had midwives here that worked with us the whole time, but I didn't do in-hospital care. Um, I hired um, privately. I don't, uh, I don't like the insurance system. I kind of feel like it's a scam because if I look at it really closely and then I start asking questions, all the answers come back kind of like it's a scam. So that's where I've gotten with that. And so I use it for the purposes that I need to use it for, but general maintenance and care, I think, can be done really effectively better by the families. And there's a lot of professionals that agree with that. And actually, I'd like to thank Kaiser Permanente and Sutter Hospital for agreeing with me largely, because they now really encourage people not to come in. It's kind of cool. Um, why not come in? Well, if you have a lowered immune system, and we know that stress makes you ill, and you go to a place with your lowered immune system that inherently will stress you out because it costs money, there's opinions involved, you're giving a lot of your own agency and sovereignty away by letting other people make decisions for and about you. Um, you're often, we're often much less educated than the people we're talking to, so we're not on an even playing field. And then they also have a connection to being an authority. They can report you uh, directly in a way that common citizens can't really report each other themselves or one another. You know, they have that kind of direct line. So there's a, there's a big uneven playing field there. And your biology realizes that in the predator and prey system. And some people have places that they're comfortable with and are fine. Some people, though, like myself, have had experiences that didn't lead me to feel fine when I went into medical situations. It led me to feel suspicious and all that stuff. And I kind of decided there must be another way. This can't be the only way. Especially when I read articles about how we have the first generation that has a shorter expected life expectancy. Expected life expectancy, but that's really what it is, I guess. Because um, we don't know what the life... Ex well, we don't know what their lives will be at all yet. But they can't really at this point, expect to live as long as their grandparents did or even their parents. And now they're wondering how many of the baby boomers will make it anywhere near as long as we thought that they would. And I was, I read all these articles about that. And then I saw somewhere about Googling. This is one of the fun things that can depress you. It makes you, when you go to the the doctor, especially habitually, it's dangerous for you because you're being exposed to not only the stress, which hurts your body more, um, but also to the other people that are ill with things you're not ill with yet. So we have a lot of things just kind of latently in our system that don't affect us. If you really read up on disease, you'll read a lot that people will have what are called tithers for stuff. Um, people pronounce that differently. I like tithers. Tithers, I don't think sounds right. <laughs> I hear that a lot, but I don't know. So anyways, um, 
people have, you know, you have different diseases you're already immune to from coming across. They're not immune to, but they just don't react in your body or haven't yet for whatever reason. And then there's ones you haven't picked up yet. It's kind of like little pokeballs. And as you go around and you kind of pick them up, there's, you know, examples like for polio. We no longer vaccinate for wild polio. We, to my understanding, um, we vaccinate for polio 3 and 4. Polio 3 and 4 are created strains of the virus that came from the vaccine system. Do we need to vaccinate for them? Well, I guess so, because people are carrying them. And for over six weeks, they say six weeks, but... I don't think your body works quite that specifically just by using birth as an example. You know, you can spread it. So what if you aren't vaccinated for polio 3-4 and somebody else was? And now what do we do? Oh my goodness. Why do we get into this stuff? Why even argue about it? Well, because to keep a universe spinning, to keep movement happening, we have to have action. So if we're not taking action in some direction... We get pulled in a different one because we have to have action to move. We have to change. You know those dreams where you're trying to run and it's slow? Usually it's because you're not taking action in your daily life that you need to be taking. And so you're getting dragged along essentially with a planet movement. Neutrinos are cool. Study neutrinos. I really like studying about those. We're getting affected by the sun and all the planets simultaneously as things happen. We always thought it was so far away, but these little things we thought jumped in and out of existence, they don't. They're just traveling so fast, we can't see them traveling. It's like what UFOs do. They just travel so fast, we don't see them. They're not jumping in and out. How do I know that? Because other people told me. I just watched a lot of documentaries. And then there's just stuff that just makes sense. You just say it and you know it's true. Let's talk about your inner radar. Um, Experiment House, the Experiment House, not A, but the one. I love that. Love it. It's an account on, um, it's an account. It's an account on Instagram run by an artist who podcasts here. And you should definitely go check it out. And she asked me recently... Um, I asked for ideas for the podcast and she suggested astral projection I've never really read a book or anything on astral projection or watched anything about it so I don't super know I'm eating a donut currently it's actually an apple fritter I get points for the apple the donut part bad I don't know I'm kind of to the point where By looking at other people's lives, it's not so much what you eat, it's how you feel about eating it. Some of the longest life expectancies and happiness, you know who they are? The women that snuck back into Chernobyl. That went back to their homes and have lived there ever since. I'm not afraid of radioactivity. What is it? I'm not afraid of radiation, I'm afraid of starvation. I think I said that backwards. I think she says I'm not afraid of... I'm afraid of starvation, not radiation. There's something like that. But there's this uh, doc, documentary, a doc, called... Uh, what is it called, babe? Babushkas of Chernobyl. And it is insanely good. It's on Prime. And these women... I didn't watch the very end, so maybe they all die horrible. No, they don't. 
Um, I watched like 90% of it. <clears throat> they did all these tests on them and they have all this high radiation in their food, around their homes, like on them, everything. But they're living longer than the women that stayed out. They didn't talk about the men. I don't know. One of the women says the men were useless. They all died a long time ago. Uh-uh. I think men are almost more sensitive than women. I'm saying almost to hedge my bets. But I think what we're about to find out is that men use their intuition all the time. They just didn't know that's what we call it. And this whole women's sense and everything. Watch a man size up another man. And I'm, talk- I'm not talking about doofuses that, you know, aren't in touch with themselves. But, like, my husband is awesome and he's, like, really in tune. He doesn't talk about metaphysical stuff, really. You know, he's not like that spiritual guy or anything at all. You wouldn't like see him and be like, hey, mister, let's talk about Reiki. But he knows his shit. I'll take a little bit of credit for him knowing his shit. But he's such a strong person in who he is. And watching him size people up, I love hearing his opinion. Because he really, he doesn't even have words to it. Really. He just knows whether to move forward or something with somebody. And he trusts it, which is very cool. We both kind of do that. We'll meet somebody and then go, nope. Yes, nope. I don't know. Maybe we should give people chances more. And I think we do. We def- we definitely have people that were like, all right, but, uh, but, uh, hi, but, uh, raising kids is interesting because we already have a stepkid. Well, his stepkid, my kid, our older one, and then adding a baby. I could do a whole podcast on that dynamic, but I don't want to because it's different for everybody. And I think that when people tell you how it should be, it fucks up what it is. Just like anything. There can be, like, safety and community and everything and sharing your stories. And I think that sharing your stories is crazy important. Not your true stories. Keep your real life to yourself. There's some crazy people out there. So when everybody's safe and when you, like, feel good, blah, 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 start sharing, like, your super true, like, deep shit that people could hurt you with. Sure. Maybe I'm just talking to myself. I don't know. But I feel like there's just... There's still an existing... Whether it's... We're... You know... Creating it ourselves. Or it's part of us. If it's our shadow. If it's anything. Whatever it is. Let's keep offering. In baby steps. And kind of admit that we don't have to... Blab out every detail about our vagina to every person we meet, or some shit like that. Our nipples don't have to show everywhere we go to be strong and independent women. Who am I talking to? Myself? The people I see that are like that that bug me? Keep it to yourself. I don't want to know about you. I'm turning into such a curmudgeon on some levels. And then I feel the other levels where I'm just turning into the Lady, I had a neighbor. I'm not turning into her. But I just, this is the image that came to me. I had a neighbor when I was a kid that, as we got older, she started watering her front lawn in her underwear. And knowing now what I know as an adult about sexuality and kind of that desperate drive, you know, people just get desperate. 
Oh my gosh, I did a mediumship reading where the woman has never been touched since the day she had been born. She died having never... She was born. And there must have been times as a child, but the way she said it and everything, it was, I've never been touched since the day I was born. You get to ask questions, you know, it's a person, you can have a conversation, but... Being open to people's real lives and not the Hollywood version of their lives is really difficult. I think that's the hardest part of mediumship. And I recently just watched Dead Like Me. We actually finished it last night. I'm so bummed there's only two seasons because it's such a good, smart show. Um, but, uh, sorry. I'm giving my toddler some apple fritter. It was so cute. He was just kind of digging around like a little squirrel. We don't eat all organic or, you know, we eat healthy, but nothing, uh, we're baby stepping in that direction as well. We're slowly, um, not renovating, adding to, fixing up, turning into a house. This cabin, this one-room cabin. And as anybody knows, you know, doing stuff yourself is cheaper. My husband is so freaking talented. He could do the whole thing. But it's also a lot of work and there's... There's a lot of your own self to get out of the way. You know, if you read any homesteader blogs or anything, you start to, as they get deeper into it, really feel how emotional working with the land is. And, like, knowing that if you don't make food that night, nobody's going to eat. There's no Pizza Hut coming. There's your safety net is gone. And there's an element of humanity of being human where we need those safety net gone moments. We need those here I am, rock me like a hurricane, you know, kind of (laughs) moments. And sometimes we're not all in that same season at the same time as families. And I, there, there's a whole blog series you could do on that. Everybody's different hurricane seasons. Frickin' arc storm in the last three years. Hey, what's the arc storm? Oh, it's a thing you can look up. Uh, the arc storm is this, it's semi-hypothetical. There's people that argue it doesn't exist, but I think the evidence is there. You know, whether you believe it or not. is, Or maybe it's something that will never happen again. We have no way of knowing. The Earth is really old, and humans, from all we can tell, nobody thinks that we are as old as the Earth is. Wait, I should take that back. Lots of people think that. It's a bit reverse. <laughs> um... What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is whatever Joe Rogan's already said about that. And moving on, I'm saying that humans being young and the earth being old, we can only say things like, we know this blah, 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 or this cycle or this season or blah, blah. If we're going to admit, we can only say it and be right. We're going to admit that it's based on a very brief timeline using an ever-growing, evolving, baby-new infantile scientist. Science. And scientists. So it's all tentative and temporary and ludicrous and ridiculous and totally pointless. 
but it's something to talk about. Have you ever sat with somebody and then realized you're just talking about the weather? Like, why am I talking about the frickin' weather? Have you ever thought of how grateful you are that there's weather so you have something to talk about? You're just in some dome with nothing. That's the first perpetual change, right? Weather can't stay the same. Climate change is inevitable. You want it. But how we're affecting it? Well, we have two choices. We can either believe we are part of this earth, we are meant to be here, and we are interacting with it appropriately, and yes, there are ways to interact with it that clearly make us feel better or worse, or make life feel more worth living or less worth living. Having water you can't drink makes it very difficult to enjoy the ever-changing seasons when you're dead, unless you're doing pranic feeding. Shout out to the pranic feeders. That's not vampires. I guess on an energetic level it could be. But it's not. I don't think they're uh, immortal, but we don't know. No, we pretty much know. (laughs) None of them have come out and said that they are, that I know of. Hey, send me links to immortal pranic feeders. Big shout out. I don't know. Uh, What's pranic feeding? Pranic feeding is people who have basically figured out how to channel through their chakras, through their energy centers mostly. I can feel it in my abdominals when I talk about it. But maybe that's because where my stomach is. But they just kind of pull in what they need from the universe. They let their body know it's safe to do that. They want to do it. That that's the way that they want to consume. And then that's what they do. What are we doing? My baby just came up and gave me a big hug. What's up? What's all these things? What's out there? Ooh. That's a window. A window. Window. Oh, don't fall on that. Let's not fall on those. We gotta get new blinds. There's always something to fix in this giant dollhouse. I recently... I was telling uh, our... I don't know what... We're, we don't know what to call her. Um, she's our godsend, our helper. Uh, a former student of mine. Yeah. Uh, from when I worked in middle schools and high schools. Now, years and years ago. Um, comes a few days a week and helps us out. And just says, whatever. She's 18 now. She's an adult. It's crazy. But I was... Uh, talking to her yesterday and all these little coincidences kept happening and like a rosebud fell from up above her head and <laughs> all this stuff and it was so fun and it's just kind of brought back that reminder this is a pranic feeding tie-in too that that in the moment matters being out of the moment matters that's how we get changed There's another change. Because we can't have one thing without having the lack of it. We can't have light without without having lack of light. We can't have saved without unsaved or lost. You know, whatever you call the opposite of saved. In trouble. But we can experience it in different ways and channel that. That energy into play. 
Are we gonna pretend? Hey, pretend it. Pretend it. You know, the really real years, they come and they hit you. Uh, Rudolf Steiner said it was every seven years, the cycles of development. He broke them down into seven-year cycles. I don't know if he invented that, but it's in his work. So, like, from, you know, well, there's, like, there's shorter cycles within them. Right, Mo? Am I explaining this? I sound breathless because I was just throwing my child around. And I also sound unsure because I'm just starting to read about Rudolf Steiner. So I don't super want to say anything that's not actually accurate. I started writing a children's book on fairy locks. What are fairy locks? Um, fairy locks are when you wake up in the morning and you have knots in your hair. Um, and then if you keep working with the fairies, you get more knots in your hair. <laughs> and as this goes on, for whatever fucking reason, they kind of turn into what looks like, uh, what more people know right now is probably dreadlocks. But they have a very different look. I don't know. To me, they look different because they're not uh, hand-styled. So they're, they're a little messier. They're a little, uh, people call them witchier. God, the love-hate with that word. Words are my issue right now. I think that's why um, some of us get so fucking high off words. Because hearing somebody find the right ones is just like, oh. Like, beat poetry is so easy to make fun of. But when you hear good spoken word, it's just fucking phenomenal. When you read, like... There's a couple sentences in books that I haven't read since I read them in, you know, high school or whatever, before or after, and I still like that line in that book. It's amazing that words can even do that. They shouldn't be able to do that by every measure I can think of measuring them. Why would it matter which ones go together? There's people that study that, I'm sure. I know there is. It's pretty amazing. I like hearing when they put, like, the rings of a tree to sound. <laughs> Is it a lot like that? You know, they take it and they make it play like a record, or they take the vibrations that a spider's making. Just kind of cool. So I'm writing a children's book on fairy locks. And it's about a young girl named Calistoga Brown that keeps... Waking up with tangled hair. Why is it important to write this book? Well, because I've heard tell that fairies are evil. It's silly and stupid to interact with them. And so I think it's time we start talking about what fairies are. Fairies are made up of sprites and sprites are made up of neutrinos. Same thing as angels. They're not made up of sprites. It's a different channel. So it's a different smaller group that leads to their bigger group. If you look at like evolution charts, you know, and they have the subspecies that leads to the next subspecies and they all branch out. Start with the sun and follow it out. You're a sun worshiper? No. I'm a living on a planet, sure. (laughs) 
near a sun that does things on my planet. And I read science and I go, oh cool, the sun is doing all those things on my planet. I can either ignore that or I can pay attention to it and interact with it and have a damn lot of fun doing it. Interact with the sun. You can't do that. Sure you can. I know you can. I've done it. You can interact with anything. Lights on. What about in the dark? Well, I don't know about that. Because the light kind of has to be there to interact with the stuff in the dark. Well, what if you're just in the dark then? Then you can't interact with anything? Yes, dummy. You can, because you're the fucking light. If there is no light, if you're not in the room, then no. I, I don't know. I don't know what the dark does when light's not around, because I have areas that are not light and have darkness, but I am not dark. I don't know. Can you sit in the dark the way you can sit in the light? Sure. Well, kind of. You can't really sit 100% in either here on Earth, can you? Not for all of the time. So you've got to move with the Earth, and the Earth is moving through the other neutrinos. People that can have it not affect them as much. Huh. I had a friend. We'll be honest here, because it's just us. I had more than a friend. I worshipped her. Um, in high school, and she uh, could wear tank tops and not get goosebumps just by power of mind. She could do mushrooms and not react to, which was pretty fucking cool. She'd just do these really cool energy dances. I really liked that. I wasn't there, though. And then I said once to her at a rave, I said, people can tell that we're both really sensual star signs. Sun signs. What's wrong? Yeah. What happened? Did you lose something over there? What happened? Do you need out? There. Does that help? Does that help? That looks like it helps. Woohoo! We helped! Should I not say what she said to me because the baby cried? Or did we need a pause to get everybody's attention? Because she said they can probably tell I am, but not so much that you are. Something along those lines, only it was meaner and very teenagey. And I was so hurt that people couldn't tell that I was a sensual sun sign, according to her. <laughs> it really was, though. That was painful. I still remember that, like a book line. And I kind of, I blame it on being a 90s kid, I suppose. I, don't know, I blame it on whatever is convenient. But there is a comfort and uh, sadness, and I just read... Uh, Something about the comfort of disappointment. Disappointment doesn't really disappoint you. Just kind of sit in it. Was that in Dead Like Me? It might have been. I can't remember, but I think I read it somewhere too. Something along those lines. It's probably been popping up all over the place. You know, there's this grunge awareness that Hey, if I just never get excited about anything, I never get let down. That's pretty sick. Except that word didn't exist yet. It was just coming out. 
some skater kids were saying it, and we were all a little standoffish at first. Why? Because sick meant sick. And it has that hard K, like fuck, and fuck was still a really bad word. You didn't get away with it the way you do now. People had just said bitch on TV for the first time. In that episode of Friends, y'all remember, I talk about it all the time. It's interesting words. Saying just one little off-color word. Make all the difference. But then it really doesn't. Does it? I don't know. Do you get to come back around and do it again? In Reiki, there's a practice where you take a memory and put yourself in it and kind of rework it, if you will. This is the same as kind of a lot of channels of magic. Uh, And magic being anything we don't see with our naked eye. To me, yeah, that's my definition doesn't mean science doesn't explain it because science does you can actually just search reiki studies and there's studies all over in every hospital they're having nurses train in it it's not a mystical what if thing anymore to anybody paying attention of course hi boober oh am i making too much noise i apologize that was kind of rude you're trying to enjoy that it was very loud. It's easy to forget that kids are really people because... Well, I was working at the middle school and I remember explaining them to them that they didn't have rights. Because they were very, you know, middle school age. 7th and 8th grade here. And they were talking about, I have a right to this and that. And I said, you don't have any rights. We're in the United States. You don't have any rights. I said, what? Yes, I do. And I said, no, you don't. You have privileges because you're under 18. I said, what? I said, well, you have privileges because you're under 18. If you had rights, it would be kidnapping every time we told you you had to stay somewhere that you didn't want to stay. So you can't have rights. You can't be a full citizen because we have to boss you around. You're unreasonable, uneducated, wild little people. Hmm. We treat a lot of things like children that we want to control. And that amount of control for children is questionable. I've heard some convincing arguments for the age of 12 being the adult age. But in our society, knowing 12-year-olds, it does, being the parent of one, does seem a bit young at 12. But you know what? If we already knew it was going to happen at 12, I bet we'd do a real good job between 11 and a half and 12 getting them caught up. (laughs) Ice maker. Baby hates it. We need to move into nature. He doesn't like the city sounds. He's getting used to them, though. We're working on it. I don't like them either. We can hear the freeway from our house. I read somewhere that living near the freeway lowers your life expectancy. Just living near the freeway. For a million reasons. Most of the largest reason was increased stress. It is stressful living near the freeway. You hear accidents and sirens all the time and you wonder. And that's stress. It's not a pleasant thought. So, motivation to renovate. 
or whatever the process is called. I don't know. And it's kind of up in the air right now because we have to wait for city permits and stuff, which is, oh, such a mixed bag, the political system. Having been fairly involved in it, I worked at quite a few government jobs, all in childcare, I think. Were they all in childcare? I think so. If there was a government job I worked that wasn't in childcare, I apologize, but I've worked a lot of jobs. I just find them very interesting, so I work at them. Um, oh, uh, when you get in there, it is what it is. It's like any other job. Um, oh, I worked at Bohemian Grove. If somebody's going to count me on that, but that wasn't, that's not a government job. That was started by artists. It's not, it's a energetic release for people that work really high stress positions. Um, I'm super pro Bohemian Grove and I know that's contrary to other people, but having worked there and, and I just applied through Craigslist. Anybody can do it. It's not hard to get in. Like it's just a place with people. I know a lot of people have worked there for years and years. Um, and it's not any different than the little rituals we all have around stuff, you know, that keep us sane. And these are people that would be photographed, you know, if they went dancing somewhere, they'd be photographed, they'd be everywhere and affect their, the public opinion and their careers and blah, blah, blah. The rest of us are just now getting to experience that. And that's really going to be interesting. I think maybe what I'll end up doing is opening my ultra exclusive ooh, just meaning I can say no to you if I'd like to um, not price wise necessarily um, just out of out of reach out of touch whatever the fuck camp is what a friend of mine called it I, I can't remember which one of us came up with that name but we talked about it at length one day just have a whatever the fuck camp, you know? We'll support you and try to get you what you need. And you can, you know, if you're a painter, you can paint. If you're this, you can that. But, you know, have a have a space that's a space that you can use, not just a, either a, an organized event where you're, you're essentially not told what to do, but there's somebody else's itinerary or, or your own if you planned it. But you know what I mean? Um, and it doesn't have where everybody's doing the same thing. So it has more of a movement. What is this pain I'm getting while I'm talking about this? I bet Roadside Shaman would know. Human design. This student of mine we just hired, we basically are paying her to be part of our family. She's amazing. Um, I pulled up her human design chart and it's almost identical to mine. That's really bizarre. There's a lot of lot of elements to human design. And to have one that similar, I would think the odds are very slim. And she was born years and years later. Totally different place. Uh, same country, but farther away than most countries are from each other. So, pretty cool. Um, seeing if this pain's going to go away. So what we're planning now is this. She's going to help me. One of the things I started doing, and some of you that followed me on Periscope may remember this, I had started um, pre the Catholic extravaganza that was my shit show for a little while there. (laughs) Apologies. I apologize um, to the Catholics and non-Catholics for that. Uh, Not my bag. Not my thing. Uh, It turns out answering to priests 
especially ones that don't know what they're talking about and then still having to answer them just because they're priests is not my thing. Um, I guess I, I really believe in a earned position. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. That We'll keep that as the bottom line because I could go in every which direction about that one thing. But you know, before that I had been making fairy houses. And I got self-conscious about them. And maybe that's why I did it. I got very self-conscious about being an adult who makes fairy houses even though they're all over Etsy even though there's billions of people that do it and buy it and there's a massive market for it that's only growing in a whole festivals and <gasps> I still wasn't ready for it to be me so I dove into understanding Abrahamic traditions and Catholicism and Christianity and the offshoots and the histories and the understandings and misunderstandings and cross connections and lost myself a little bit and now I'm back and here we are are we going to go outside the sun's out you want to go out alright hold on you ready yeah. alright mom will go first let her go first good job oh I'll stand on this side in case you need help. I'm over here. Should we sweep that dirt out? It's getting really sunny out here. Do you need help? Here we go. Ta-da! Here, I'll sweep that dirt out. I think that that was hard to get over. Probably hurt on your little feetsies. <laughs> He just got into Winnie the Pooh. It's so cute. I love Winnie the Pooh. It's adorable. Oh, the hose is off. You want me to turn it on? Hold on. I like to turn the hose on really low and he putters around the yard watering everything. It's extremely cute. I don't believe in things like water conservation. Is that terrible? It's not, I assure you. I believe in not spending billions of dollars on city water. And I believe city water is full of jack shit garbage. Not jack shit. It's full of shit. Because all water is. Um, I don't dig fluoride. Uh, I just, I read about it. I don't know. It didn't sound good to me. Uh, it didn't sound like what I want in my water. Even, I can't find any study where it does do anything positive. So, it's really just a waste of money, actually. Um, they just studies on communities where they put it in the water. Not studies on whether fluoride does anything. Specifically. Fluoride's in rocks all the time. It's naturally in, in a lot of things. Everything here is made from something, you know. So, yes. Now we're in the yard. That brought up that topic. Oh, the fairy houses. That's where we were at in fairy locks. So, I started getting back to working with fairies. And what are fairies? Fairies are, uh, the ref uh, okay. Uh, fairies are reflected light, essentially. They're neutrinos that hit, uh, whatever molecules they need to become animated, aware objects, <laughs> animated, aware creatures. 
beings, beings. So just like little human souls come into little pregnant people's bellies and animate the babies. Um, as light comes down, sometimes it hits where there's a pregnancy for a fairy. Not like a pregnancy for us. How are fairies born? I don't really know that yet. I don't know. Um, I know that they're pure light. If they're not pure light, they're, they've just been here for a while and they've, they've got accumulated darkness just like a human can do or a set of humans can do. Um, and there's elements of that. Like, don't work with fucked up shit, human or otherwise. Unless you're also fucked up or want to get fucked up. It's pretty simple. I think people always know, like, who the bad people are. Like, it's... Uh, I don't know. Maybe they don't. But, like, I haven't been that surprised that often. I don't know. The times I've said things like, I never thought he'd do that. I can read journals and, like, I always thought he'd do that. <laughs> so, I don't know. Anyways... Um, yeah, fairies can be good or bad. They can be just about anything, really. But what qualifies them is fairy and not um, something else, not animal, I guess, is that they aren't born in a gestation, like in the way that humans or other animals are. What was that? I just thought there was some crazy bug just now. They're essentially, like, they take the reflected light from things that are already here and gather that kind of as a conglomeration that isn't dense enough to be physical. Do not step in that poop! Don't do it! It seems like it would feel good on your feet, but it's not very good for us to step in poop. There's dog poop in the yard. Newsflash. We've got dogs. They poop in the yard. Sometimes I feel really bad about it, so I have to say that. Because I don't want there to be dog poop in the yard, and I should just pick it up. And I haven't set up a convenient way to just do it, and they're big dogs. So sometimes it sits for a couple days and gets gross, and that's unfortunate. But that part I have not hired anybody to do. It's all on me, or my, me and my family. And, you know, just one of those things. It's low on the priority list. It's really not that big of a problem until it's really bad. We're redoing everything anyways. It's not super bad right now or anything. We just did it. But there you go. Insecurities. Anything to not have to talk about fairies out loud, huh? So. <laughs> so then, <laughs> how are they born? Okay, so light. These little neutrinos come down. And just the way souls do and everything else. It's kind of all grouped together kind of reflecting and bouncing around. It's in the air everywhere. My mom likes to tell people there's dinosaur pee in our water. Because there is. There's dinosaur pee in all the water. Because none of the water has come or gone from Earth since it got here. That's a story anyways. We don't know. Probably differing opinions on that one too. I think that the different forms of life come in the water. Or in the earth, or in the rocks, depending on what kind of life they are. The elementals and humans are this crazy hybrid from the mold, or just crazy fungus. The fungus among us. Not in a bad way. I think people call humans fungus in a bad way. That's not the way I mean it at all. I think fungus is pretty resilient and cool. And to find a way to be animated. Hey, there's a plane drowning me out. That's okay though, I'll just say it again. 
What's that plane doing? I live by an airport. This isn't bizarre. We have planes all of the time. I could get a little conspiracy about it, but I highly doubt it's anything. It's probably just a plane going over. And me getting an opportunity to make sure I want to say what I'm saying. And commit to it. And I do. So. Um, fairies are this light that comes down and interacts with or bounces off of molecules. Most neutrinos will pass right through. Fairy neutrinos or sprites don't. They're a little bigger, a little thicker. So then they grab whatever they're bouncing off of. Stop. Thank you, honey. And once there's enough of them together, much like any molecule or anything like that, any little thing, once there's enough of them together, they start to become something else. And when there's enough of the same kind of sprites that find each other, that bounce around, that have experiences, they turn into fairies. Those fairies can get bigger, they can be gnomes, trolls, as we'd separate it up, but they don't really, it's just the less dense kind of hyper real. I like that term for it. Um, metaphysical beings. So there it is. Am I talking quieter? I am because I'm in my backyard. I'm still a little nervous about this stuff because not everybody talks about it, even though a lot of people do. I want to do the New Age uh, Expo, but it's going to be expensive to do. I don't know yet. There's a few booths left, and I don't want to do readings. I was going to make a list of readings I could do, and then I didn't do it because then I got afraid that I'd have to do them. I'm hesitant to do public readings. I've never done like, you know, like a booth with readings at it or something. I always do products that don't sell or anything. And the last girl I had a booth with, she was like, you need to be doing readings. And I was like, no, I'm just going to not sell these things. Thanks. I'll just have all these things I don't sell instead. And that's what I did. And that was okay too. It was what it was. We had fun. But I think that... Stop. Oh, that's a cool one. <gasps> what could we use this for? Oh, look at that. Hold on, let me get that one out. <gasps> oh, watch your face. Don't let me poke you in the face. Sticks are crazy like that. Moms are crazy too. But sticks are crazier. Whoa. What'd you find? <laughs> Look, we can lay them all out. Oh, this would be good for Easter. That could be a troll tree. Easter troll tree. I like this one. This is my favorite, I think. This moss is kind of falling off, but we could glue it back. No? Just like that? That's the one you wanted, huh? Oh, it goes right there? Thank you. He's getting green all in the middle of his eyes. He's got blue eyes with green in the middle. It's pretty stunning. Oh, there's a little spider in there. Is that why you threw it down? Looks like a little baby black widow. Oh, I'm so torn on killing those. I know, I know. They're actually everywhere and they're not very aggressive. Oh no. Oh, boo boo boo. Oh, boo boo boo. Famous last words, huh? I don't know. I'm reading a book on feng shui. Well, let's see what they say. 
starting to make my life make so much sense. I had first read something that talked about viewing your house as a being. And I thought, oh, duh, right? Duh. And then I read some more things, unrelated things, and started just changing everything. We'll see. My husband's super on board. It's fine. And now I've got the help, so. The help. I've got my surrogate baby child, my baby Kay, who comes and helps me figure out how to be a human being, basically. Makes fun of me for not being able to mail anything, which is my issue. Also. Ooh, the backs. Are you putting dog food outside? Why are we doing that? Watching Winnie the Pooh. It's kind of that good, kind of scary right now. He's just at that age where like scary is kind of fun. And I read this Waldorf essay that was really anti having kids experience that from television. And I thought, man, but what a better way to experience that. Because it's going to happen in the world. You're going to have really startling stuff happen to you. Right? Or is that only because we're startled by TV? I don't think so, though. I think we're supposed to be preparing kids for life. Or if we ignore the startling stuff, if we eliminate that from our homes, like everybody advises us to do, ugh. will there be less things around us that do that to us? We stop seeing things like that? I don't know. I didn't have cable for a long time, and I liked that. I don't know if I was a happier person or whatever. We have it now, but never use it. Use Netflix and Prime. And being sick and pregnant, I don't know. Maybe I would have just read a lot of books and drawn and done other stuff, but I still did a lot of that. But man, I saw some cool-ass documentaries. I don't know. I just can't board the anti-TV train just yet. I'm just not, not there, man. It's not happening for me just yet. Maybe it will. Right now, we sure enjoy it. This podcast could be called Defensive Marketing. It's just me explaining away all my things you could get mad at me for. It's not just that, is it? I hope not. I hope there's something we get from these, and I know there is because people tell me it all the time. I ignore that so I don't feel so bad when I do stuff like don't record a podcast for like a freaking month and a half. I'm sorry. Alright. This is Angie. I'm signing out. I think that's it. I'm starting to eat small cookies. It's almost 11 o'clock here. We're going to wrap up some lunch. Take a nap. Finish up putting the poo. We got our definition of fairies. Absolutely nothing about astral projection. That's not true. It's everything that leads to astral projection. And uh, go check out the Experiment House. Go give mad love to Open Lines Radio and everybody there and the new podcast. I'm going to go listen to those myself. All right, I love you. Peace out.
Have a great day. Take care of each other.